When you do something for Jesus, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to embrace it or like it. We'll talk about it today on a daily Bible study with Pastor Mark. If you remember from our study last week was we were going through John chapter 11, we ended the week with Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So if you come back now to John chapter 12, the next chapter in our walking through the New Testament in this year, you'll notice that they're back at Mary and Martha and Lazarus's house. So Lazarus is alive and they come there for dinner. It says that Jesus came there for dinner in verse two, Martha served. Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary then, it says, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the, perfu- of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. So Jesus has come back to Mary and Lazarus' house, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's house. And as an expression of her gratitude and affection for Christ, no doubt for what he has done for them, but also for the fact that they raised Lazarus from the dead or Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. She has this expensive ointment and she pours it out on Jesus' feet and on his head as a sign of affection and appreciation and gratitude. And this was a great sacrifice on her part and a great symbol of love for Jesus on her part as well. This was immediately met with criticism. And I can just tell you as somebody who has served in ministry that it doesn't really matter what you do, you're going to have critics and you're going to have people think that you shouldn't have done that, you should have done this. And that's just a part of being in a relationship with Jesus and giving your life to Jesus and doing what Jesus wants you to do. You can expect criticism even from some people that may surprise you. And this is one of those examples of that where you have Judas, who is one of Jesus' disciples, yet he is critical of the fact that Mary has done this. And we know that he was about to betray Jesus. We also learn from this passage that he was stealing from the money bag. He was the one that kind of kept the finances. But come to find out, he was stealing from the bag, and that's why he was so critical of this, because it could have brought in a lot of money, which means he could have then stolen more. So at the root of it, there's an ulterior motive, and that's what Jesus is trying to point out, and that's what the text is pointing out. He didn't really care about the poor. He just wanted to steal more, and I think that's an important thing for us to remember too, particularly for those of us who are following Jesus, and we do something for Jesus, and then people are criticizing us for it. Well, let's look at the deeper reason, and let's not let the criticism bother us. The next two verses are interesting because they deal with Lazarus. Remember, Jesus, in our last chapter, raised Lazarus from the dead. But it says, verse 9, When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, 
but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. So literally, because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it put Lazarus's life in danger because they wanted to kill him because so many people were converting to becoming followers of Jesus as a result of Lazarus coming back to life. So if they could kill Lazarus and Jesus at the same time, they could then eliminate this threat to their power and to, the, to their followers, to people following them. It's just a good reminder. This whole first section of John chapter 12 is an honest reminder that when you do stuff for Jesus, it's not going to be loved by everybody. It's not going to be embraced by everybody. And in fact, you may have critics from some of the people that you're most surprised by, some of the people who are even the closest to you that you think are on your team. And it also is honest about the fact that, look, they wanted to kill Lazarus because of what Jesus had done for him. And I think it's very naive of us to go into this world and think that, you know, I'm going to do stuff for Jesus, I'm going to live for Jesus, and that everybody's going to love that and embrace that. The reality is, is that Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. And, and we're not looking to make a bunch of enemies, but sometimes when you are doing what is right, when you're the light of the world, or you're exposing the light of the world, you're telling people about Jesus, darkness doesn't like that. And I believe that we should have a realistic view of life and we should expect the fact that when we do things for Jesus and when God uses us in a particular way, that it's going to make the enemy mad. So let's be mentally and most importantly, spiritually ready for the attacks that may come our way just as a result of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for all you've done for us and Help us if we do have to experience any kind of persecution or suffering as a result of being a followers of yours, that we would do it in the same manner, deal with it in the same manner that you dealt with it when you were here with love and grace and wisdom. We thank you for your help in all things. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Monday, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.